Luna Campers remix. <laughs> Little mic trick there. <laughs> Wait a second. Outlaw of Gore. Let's see what we got here. Um, what the fuck is Outlaw of Gore? <laughs> oh my god. God, was this like a Mad Max ripoff or something? Wow. I love these movies that take place in the 80s. I mean, this is clearly the 80s. That doesn't take place in the 80s, but was filmed in the 80s. And this takes place in like, like, <laughs> like BC. It's like in the desert. But then the actors have like the big 80s hair. They're just not even trying to, uh, to capture what, but what was hair even like back in like those Lawrence of Arabia days? And then it just goes to a bar. No way this is a movie. This feels like a trailer for something. Actually, I don't know. I think this is the fucking movie. What is this? Uh, Outlaw. They were just in the desert. Like, like I'm talking like, I don't even know, not like medieval times, like Jesus times. And with like the 80s hair. Now they're in a bar. Um, Outlaw of Gore. Let's see what we got here. Well, first thing that comes up. Uh, 1989 sci-fi adventure. That's a good runtime. <laughs> Hour and 29 minutes. That's so the runtime for Outlaw of Gore. Is a 1988 American adventure f- adventure fantasy science fiction film directed by John Bud Cardos. A sequel to Gore. It is loosely based on the Gore. No- oh, so Gore was a movie adapted from Gore. I'm not even going to try to do a deep dive on this, but we're watching it. I don't know. They just completely... They were at, wow, that bar called The Pullman. That place looks great. That's my favorite thing about 80s movies is when you're watching them. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be Beverly Hills Cop or um, uh, or The Outlaw of Gore. You always, if they're ever at a bar um, that looks like just a total dive, which in those days wasn't really a dive. It was just a bar. Uh, but you see it and it's just like, man, when, when, they, when they step outside and you see like the signage on the outside. It's just like, oh, that looks like a good one. And that one, wherever this movie was filmed, the Pullman just looked like a great spot. Okay, so this is definitely like a time travel thing because they were just in the car. Now they're back in the desert. Yeah, okay. Now they're in the desert in like in like Bible times. As that was like, what do you call those times? Because it's, it's like, is it early man? Because, like, dude, who came first? The caveman? Did they come before Jesus? Like, it gets, it gets real, uh, it, gets, it gets foggy there when you, when you really take it back. But uh, welcome back to camp, everybody. And there we are. We got, we got, now we've got that out of the way. Um, 11.07, August 24th. Cruising through August. Cruising through it. Um, it, it like, August, February, what are other months that just rip by? I feel like December goes by pretty quickly because you're doing a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, December goes by quick, but then that the day, the the week between Christmas and New Year's feels like an eternity. Uh, I hate that week so much. This year, I got to try to figure out like... And like, what's the solution to that week? Not not to get into Christmas talk. It's like I'm putting my lights up already. Um, but uh, what is, is there any solution to that week? Like this past year, I was working a lot. So I had work. But, uh, and like you, you could take a trip, but I feel like so many other people are doing, like that's the thing, are like a lot of people back at work, um like because like okay so like someone like me who doesn't have a traditional job like when when 
when you have a job, like is are like the offices packed that week? If you <laughs> slide into the DM, if you have a tr- a traditional job, um, but wow. Okay, so this is like Indiana Jones meets like Back to the Future because those guys were just at the Pullman uh, and now they're back in the desert being chased by like guys that normally would be chasing Indiana Jones with like those curved swords, um, like the sword that Morgan Freeman has in, uh, oh wait, no, they got straight swords. Um, This is hilarious. Uh, And this was definitely filmed in like like central california coast i feel like um this like this sand dune that they're that they're running down um like no way this movie was filmed in like fucking jordan um uh, t- uh sword right through the gut and this guy fighting these indiana jones barbarians like just in a in, in a sweatshirt and blue jeans and like white and like white sneaks um but yeah, like that that week between Christmas and New Year's, like that, there's just, I, I, I'm trying to think like what the solution is. Like, I feel like if you're home, it's a, it's just a dead period. There's like mediocre bowl games on. I don't even know if there's like a movie marathon. Um, it's a real, I, 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 th- I think the best thing you can probably do, I feel like a ski trip is kind of the move because... It seems like it seems like people between that time are back to, are kind of back to work. So I feel like ski. I feel like the time that most like ski mountains are really busy is the week of Christmas. I feel like that. I feel like that might be the move maybe for me this year is to, is to go take a ski trip or something. Because um, it's the worst. It, it, it really is the worst. Like the 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 month has been so like action packed, and then and then there's the build up to to Christmas, and then Christmas happens. It's like. Woo! All right, that was that. We got through it, but then it's just like, well, shit. What do we do now? Because <laughs> then we got this other holiday. I kind of, I kind of feel like December. I feel wow, Jack Palance. Oh my god, wow, Jack Palance. Come just enter the chat in this movie. Um, I love Jack Palance. Um, sometimes I feel like December should be like February. Take the days <laughs> from December. Put them over to February. Can, can we do this? <laughs> How can we do this? Who do we have to consult? And then February, December, February gets those days. And then December should be like, okay, yeah, Christmas Eve and then Christmas. And then like, let's say two days of decompressing and then New Year's Eve and then New Year. And then we're starting the new year. I, I feel like that's, that's the way. Like February didn't deserve to get shafted like that. Um, let's give February those five days. So that we that we can bring balance to the force. Um, but all right, we're back here, and yeah, August is going by very very quickly. Um, and I think it's because July. Like I've talked, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I think I've fucking I've beat the summer my summer uh, my summer theories to death. But uh, no, August is uh, this August is cruising by cruising by. Um, so what do we got here? Oh, so. Okay, so this, so I watched that uh, that Manti Teo movie. It's called. Um, <clears throat> I want this is what I wanted to talk about. Let me get it here. Untold. It's on Netflix. Uh, Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist. All right, so I'm a big Notre Dame fan. I've been a big Notre Dame football fan since 1988. That was like my first memory of a sport on TV, uh, because up until then, like. It was just fuzzy memories of like 
a football game and like I grew up when I was little in the 80s I lived in we lived in Syracuse so like I remember Syracuse lacrosse because we would go to the games and I remember Syracuse lacrosse in the 80s was incredible and then I remember like Syracuse basketball but it's weird like I I think because it was in the town that I grew up in I was just like Oh yeah, I, I like. I thought Syracuse was like the only fucking sport team. Like I thought they were the only team that existed. And I remember seeing one day Notre Dame, and I was like, "What is Notre Dame? Like, what does that name even mean?" And like the gold helmets, and there was a guy named Rocket, and I was like, "I'm. This is incredible. Like, who is this team?" And I was just like enamored by. It. I just. I got wrapped up into it. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was Murphy um, or that, like that I had any you know family or friends that went there. I was just like, I just saw it and I just thought it was like the coolest looking thing. Um, and I just stuck with it through all the, all these years. I've, I'm still a fan. But so watching that 2012 year when Ranti Teo was just like on another level, they hadn't been that good in a really long time. So I got really caught up in that. And really caught up in just him and how great he was, and uh, it was 2012. It was it was a it was my a year into living in LA, and then yeah, and then when that when that fake girlfriend thing happened, it was just like wait what? And then I actually was kind of one of the people who thought he may have been in on it because look, you never know with these. You just you never know with some of these people, and it, it's not so much that he was a famous person. He was a like he was famous in the college sports world. I mean, I feel like there were a lot of people that didn't follow football who didn't know who the hell he was. So he was famous, but in a very, in a, not a small corner of the world, but in just like a, he, he was famous in, in a, it, it, yeah, in a small, like not everybody follows college football. So, uh, but he, but, but you just, you never know what people will do to fucking get ahead. You just don't like, you, you just don't. And there's been so many, yeah, you, I was just like, oh man, but but at the same time, I, I, when when I started to think about, it, I was like, well, I, I don't know, no, like everybody else, I was just like, wait a second, the, is this a is this fake? And because it's true, it's like he never like it, things started coming out where you're like, wait, he never met this girl that he was dating, like that's kind of weird. Like, why did he never meet her? Um, so we just we didn't know the whole story because this is the problem people ran and like deadspin and the trash sports media sports media i'm sorry like sports media is fucking garbage they're almost as bad as as the as uh like this fox news and the cnn's they're they, they, the whole the, it really is just trash um like and sports media like sports reported they're just they're just so hypercritical um and they're so nitpicky and and yeah as if i haven't been nitpicky about like movies on this podcast but i just think that sports reporters and sports writers are uh, they're just i mean there's there's a great account on instagram called freezing cold takes which basically shines the a bright light on how wrong sports reporters are on a literally like daily basis so but anybody, everybody was running with just the with just one on down one lane that this guy was in on it, or, and that he was just like a sad sack and kind of pathetic that he fell for that he fell for this, as if we knew what catfishing was. Like you, you know, like so this documentary Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist, basically shows that the other side that nobody was willing to look at at the time. We were so on the 
on the uh, and and again, I do think a lot of it had to do with people hate Notre Dame. Like you either love them or you hate them. So this just had the people who hated Notre Dame on that side. They were like, "This dude's a fucking dweeb." I knew there was something off about him just because they hate Notre Dame. But then I think Notre Dame fans were just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, no, like did, this is like how could he have fallen for this? Um, just because I think Notre Dame fans, like it's been, since 1988, since I got into them from that point until 2012, when they were good, they weren't that good. There was a lot of, they just weren't that good. The, they didn't have the right coach. And yeah, they, they had a long time where it was very mediocre. So I think maybe Notre Dame fans were kind of in that, like waiting, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like you can never be this good. Um, at least that's kind of, that, that was kind of the way I sort of maybe felt. But anyway, so people were going on about people were just going after this guy. And the documentary like shows how shitty our our as a society our reaction was to this guy's story. Cuz like he's basically like the best guy ever. I mean, he's he, he's kind of like a fucking meathead, but like I I think the dude is like all heart. And like that's kind of what I always knew because I kind of, I really nerd out on it. Like I'll follow recruiting and you see the guy in interviews and it's like, man, he seems, he really does seem like just a great guy. And then this, this, this documentary further, um, further reinforced that. And it's, it's fucked up how, how we respond, like our knee jerk reactions to think we live in the golden age of knee jerk reactions and it's everything. It's me too accusations. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's political shit. It's, it's everything. We, you know, the, the quick knee jerk reaction when you see something is like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, up out. It's this cancel culture kind of like era we live in. Now this was pre that, but the knee jerk reaction was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy made it up. This guy, this guy's pathetic. This guy, you, you know, it, it, we, 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 like I said, we live in the golden age of knee jerk reactions and it's it's tough and then when 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 th- when when you when you let somebody tell their side of the story cuz i think he tried to on the Katie Couric show and and that didn't even work like people were still like no and now like he, the, the like the thing about it is like okay these division 1 athletes like especially football um but i think any of them but like but especially football because of how much goes into football from just a physical and mental standpoint these guys don't have time to have like like you can have a girlfriend on the, at the school you you go to, but if you have a if you meet a girl, so he met her on Facebook, and every and then the whole thing was like, well, how, he never met her. It's like the guy can't just get up and go see a girl who lives in California. Like, it, it, you know, these guys are fucking busy, especially at a school like Notre Dame. Like, okay, maybe if he played for like Moorhead State, he could maybe like take a he could take the bye week and go see his girlfriend, but like. At a school like Notre Dame, you can't just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go see my girlfriend." It's like, I, I can you not? We got fucking Michigan State this weekend, um, so he could never go see her. Uh, so there's that. A B, like, okay, I've had correspondence with with girls that that don't live in my city before, and I gotta say, now granted, these girls were real. I I, I met them. Uh, I I saw them on like Facetime calls. They were they were real. Uh, but there is, there is, and there, there is a, you can get very emotionally attached because there actually is something pretty 
intimate about like a like a like an online connect like a like a texting um just because it's so easy like you don't have to be face to face you you know you can kind of be more yourself a little bit because you you're 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 behind the comforts of your phone sort of like it's 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 why it's ushered this this gen- we also live in the golden age of shit talking on the internet like you can hide behind your phone a little bit. You can you can think about what you're gonna say for first. Yeah, you're not so on the spot. Um, which, granted, in person connections are obviously the best, but there is there is a comfort in an online connection. There there just is. Um, you're on your couch. You're you're, you're relaxed. You're at your home. Um, you, you you know. It, there, it, there just is. I, I'm, like, I'm sorry. There just is, and there, the, like, it can happen. You can get connected to somebody really strongly if you're if you're talking. Um, it, it, you, you know, you just you just can't. I'm sorry. Like, I've done it before, and it's be, because you be, because you have so much because just the access we have to phones and computers now. It's just it's easy to i'm trying to put my finger on like what exactly makes it a stronger connection i'm not saying it's a stronger connection than in person it's just it's strong and just in a in a different way there there is an intimacy to it so you have this guy who's all heart who's very religious who's like not a scumbag at all and you know i i I, you're you're at this school notre dame that's the complete opposite from where you came from, which was he, he went, he grew up in Hawaii. So you're in this very kind of isolated school in a town. That's like, you know, it's not like, it's not fucking Miami, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a small, it's a small Midwest city. Um, it's cold. It's fucking dreary. You're there. You're in the grind of being a Notre Dame football player and student. And you meet this beautiful girl on Facebook who, you who up until then you didn't you we didn't know about catfishing okay 2012 dating apps weren't out yet we didn't know what no one knew what catfishing was maybe there were a few instances of it but you didn't know about it because like it didn't it had never happened to somebody on this scale so you have this kid who's who's at this school it's kind of isolated cold snowy you, you miss you miss hawaii like that notre dame wasn't that good when he first got there so there's that you meet this girl, it's like an escape, and you have that escape, this, this girl who you, you think is beautiful, who, by the way, obviously it turned out to be a guy, is, is making his voice sound like a woman. I probably, as, you know how many fucking guys would have fallen for this? Like, all these guys that are just like, what a dork, he fell for it. Dude, look at the girl. Look at the girl he was talking to. Any guy, you, like... I don't even I don't even want to know how many guys I must have been talking to back in AOL chat rooms back in the late 90s. Like I bet it was 97% creepy old men that were like you know, I wasn't like having cyber sex, but like you're you're talking to somebody and I I had that a little bit. Like you have these connections and I've had a lot of them in my time on Facebook and I've only I've only met um I've 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 only had proof that I think two of them were real. I don't even the other ones I I never met them. It was like it was on Facebook. It was before the days of video chat. But like I I don't know who this person was, but again like I said there is an intimacy to that. And I think he got caught up in that and he's like there's this beautiful girl who who's just fucking 
who at the moment you don't realize you're being worked over and you don't realize the, the, the person behind that, what they're dealing with. I'm not going to spoil everything because it's actually a really great documentary. It's two parts and you should watch it if you haven't. But like the world kind of does owe him an apology because like it's, it's, it, it was such like, like, what is it? Is it, what is it? Armchair quarterback. Like when you're sitting on a couch, criticizing somebody who's doing things that you could never in a million years do. And you're criticizing like, as if we, as if we, like, like, think about just a horny random guy gets a Facebook f- request from a f- really beautiful girl, and she starts sending him messages. So I'm talking about all of us who criticized him, dude. We would all do it. We all would have fallen for it. But it's just so easy in this like knee jerk react society that we live in, where it's just like, oh, what a loser. What a dork. And, and, and like, you know, I, I, I do think there's a, there is a bizarre, there were, there was kind of a weird vibes around it because like, okay, so she pretended to die. The guy that was, that was around it when he wanted to end it, he pretended that this girl died. And I mean, again, you'll see this, this dude worked this poor guy. So I think there were people on his team that were just like, I understand that he's sad, but like he's never met this girl. So I, I, I do get the the bizarre nature of it. But at the same time, like this this when we watch the documentary, you'll just see you'll see why he responded to it. He's not this chachi bro Chad. I mean he is kind of he, uh, like he has Chad qualities, but he's he's a, he was a vulnerable religious like hard on his sleeve kid and guy and i that can happen it can happen and i'm telling you it would it it, it, it could happen to you <laughs> it, it, it does it happens a lot i think the, then they mtv was mtv has a show about it there was a movie called catfish i mean i think it happens a lot and 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 look it, it happened to me granted i know the people that i was talking to were real but like Again, it all goes back to those late 90s chat rooms. Like, you don't know how many guys you were talking to. And I bet it was a lot. You just, you don't know. And, and look, that those AOL chat rooms, that was before photos. Like, at least Manti Teo had a photo of this girl. It's like, wow, this girl's beautiful. We didn't have photos. We just had sex kitten 74, like cute bunny 59. Like, oh, I, I guess this is definitely a girl. I don't know. It, it, it's a good documentary, and, it, and it, it's it's we finally see the other side, which which I think is. I mean, again, there's always two sides to every story, but like Manti Teo rolls out like an incredibly convincing case of just like, yo, this is what happened, and the other person on the other side was clearly um, ha- had even bigger issues that that he was taking out. He was going through his own issues in this way, which is really fucking unfair and dark. Um, it's good. It, it, it's it's a good it's a good documentary. Um, and it, it may it, you know, I I, I I was definitely on the side that was just like, oh man, like really, dude. But then when you when you watch it, you're just like, really us? <laughs> like we were, we just we we just we come down too hard on people without getting the full. The full thing now granted there's a lot of stories that come out where you're like oh like a like a louis ck where it's just like i mean where there's smoke there's like there's fire there's a lot of stories that come out and it's like y- y- you know there's just there's a lot of things that come out about people who that that end up being true for sure but that but it's y- you know y- you really kind of need like the full 
like the Jesse Smollett is, is another example of it. When you first saw heard that, it's like, oh my god, that's awful. But then when like the story came out, it's like, wait a second, this dude's a psycho. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, again, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not true. But like, God, we were we were real shitheads to that poor kid, and 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 it kind and. It, You'll see it kind of it fucked his life up in a major way. Like I can't even imagine that. Ah, uh, like the pressure of. Uh, uh, oh God, uh, I I'm I never want a public scandal. <laughs> like I'm not in, like there is a world where look if I get you know you know look I I work in an industry and I'm within reach. I like I mean Brandon and I had a major movie made, but but you know there's I'm not known in the fucking in the public in any way. I'm known in my industry, but like. I'm certainly not a public figure. I, I do work in an industry where if certain things break my way, it could happen. Like if I ever did something, like I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the point I'm trying to make. Like I, I am, I am in proximity of of if I ever did something like like what what happened to Manti Teo. There's a world where like that would be known. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But like. Um, it's just, I just, I never want a public scandal. I, I don't know. It's not that I would like, I, I don't know what I would do if I was ever in a public scandal. I think that that would be, because think about just like regular, you know, daily anxieties that we all have now throw that something like that onto the, onto the shit pile that is just like, you know, just, just, just trying to get through your day. Um, you, you know, with like with like work and and relationships, etc. Then throw that onto. I don't know how some of these celebrities do it. I really don't. And and it, 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 I think some of them can handle it because they're sociopaths. But someone like like a man Titeo who's not, it really fucking broke him. And like yeah, we all we all owe him an apology. So so one two three. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, say it with me um yeah i i really liked it mainly because it, it it scratched my notre dame itch but also um yeah he 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 really he he was just like no you guys we got you guys got this wrong uh this is how it went and the katie kirk interview kind of didn't do him any favors because like she asked him if he was gay and his re his response to it was really it was like a chad response he was just like far from it but that, and it's like you had to say far from it. But then he didn't just say far from it. He said far, far from it. Like, dude, you you didn't you didn't say it. You didn't help. You didn't do yourself any favors with by saying it like that. Like, if someone says asks you if you're gay, just be like, no, I'm like I'm not. Uh, but he, he like went further by trying to be like he he played like kind of a, he he came off sort of like a homophobe. He also came off sort of like he may have been gay, even though I don't think he even though he he isn't. But like he he um that like that's the thing like when when if somebody asks you if you're gay and you have like this the bigger your reaction, the bigger your denial, the bigger the closet that you're in, <laughs> like full walk-in closet. Um, I'm thinking like. Uh, like you're in like the closet that Kurt Russell builds for Goldie Hawn in Overboard with like the moving shelves, <laughs> like uh, different compartments. I mean, you're 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 the, the, if you're getting like defensive about it, you're 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 coming off like you're you're probably gay. So he kind of didn't do himself favors with that with his with his response to that. Um, the far <laughs> from it. 
I, I'm sure like there were probably gay people that were just like, oh, he's definitely gay. Like, why would you, why would you respond like that? He responded the way like a, like a football player who's definitely gay, would, who, but doesn't want to, but doesn't want to um, come out like that because um, he wants to play in the NFL, which I, which you can now, obviously there's some football players that have come out, but like, it just wasn't the reaction that, that he should have, he should have gone for. But again, I think he was just like, I think his head was just was just just spinning, uh, spinning, or was it? Is it your head is spinning? Because I've also heard your head is swimming. What's the what's the right word? I think he was dealing with both of them. Um, I think his head was drowning. Actually, I don't think it, we, he couldn't even tread water. So yeah, that, that's kind of Camp Good Boy wreck of the week um, is untold. The girlfriend who didn't exist, and I mean, man, like God, he was just the the if me so memes were kind of around back then but they were the memes with the big blocky white letters so there were memes made about him if this had happened now holy fuck it, oh boy if this had happened now because now we're even more savage of a society i don't know i don't know um i don't know um oh shit yeah, I, I I don't know if um I don't know if he would have been able to come back from that or I mean I'm sure he would have been but now people are just so people are just so ruthless now more than ever um so uh, so yeah so that's that I, I think you should watch it um and uh, yeah it, it's it's good uh God I had a zinger this morning I it's so funny like I I feel like I kind of embraced sort of like like dad humor kind of like uh um like i i feel like i started kind of getting into it a little bit in my 30 when i was like 35 but i had like a real like zing i had a real like 40 year old zinger today <laughs> that i was kind of proud of um i was walking my dog on uh this morning and this woman had a puppy and i was like oh my dog's friendly so they said hi and but the puppy was like kind of jumping up on molly which Mo- molly likes it she's she wants to say hi and play with every dog she meets but the dog was kind of getting crazy and she was just like, Oh, Oh, you know, don't worry. She's just a puppy. She's still trying to learn how to be a decent member of society. And I was just like, Hey, aren't we all (laughs) like, I was pretty proud of that. Like, isn't that good? Like, I think that's a pretty good one. Um, thank you. Uh, I was, I was pretty proud of it. Um, it, uh, and, and like, and, uh, what's another one that i had like like as uh, she like some anytime like Ma, somebody asks me how old molly is i'll be like oh she's eight um and they're like oh she's got oh wow and i'm just be like ah, she doesn't act like <laughs> I, just, I don't know i like fucking the older i get like the cheesy like i guess like i mean dad jokes they're fucking fun um they're they're fun I, I'm, I'm here for them um you know what is not camp goodbye wreck of the week that movie men um I, I, I didn't, I don't usually love, I don't, I don't love a lot of the A24 stuff. I did not like it. Uh, if you've, if you've heard of it, it's, I'm not even, I, I, I'd get into it, but I didn't even really know what the fuck was going on while watching it. I was lost. I couldn't latch on to anything. It's this, it's this British countryside movie, which honestly, like anytime a movie takes place in the British countryside, except for the trip with Steve Coogan. Uh, I just, I kind of check, you kind of lose me with British countryside as, as beautiful as the British countryside is. And like, as I, I do enjoy the aesthetic of it with like the small pubs and like the sweaters and like the, the misty rainy kind of vibe. I, I, 
I, I don't know. Movies in the... Oh, that was Straw Dogs is pretty good. I don't know. Maybe I kind of take that back. The men... I I don't know. I I it didn't do it for me. It's um it's and you know it's one of these movies like there's these elevated horror genre movies or there's these elevated horror movies um where like male like full frontal male nudity is like is like a common thing I'm noticing um especially with these movies with like these British directors. Um so so as soon as I saw like the naked guy I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Like uh, there we go. All right, great. More naked men. <laughs> it, it's not like a. I'm not trying to sound like Manti Teo, but like, it's, it's just kind of. I I don't know. I I some of the, these like art house horror movies. Like hey, like Midsummer. You got Midsummer. You got Hereditary. I know people really like The Witch. I didn't love The Witch, but I respected The Witch because it was really well made. Um, I liked The Lighthouse. Even though even the light, oh no, I, I, I was following the lighthouse. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, it's like it's not like um, it's not like Happy Death Day. It's not like slashery, campy. It's it's the it's it's yeah. It's it's art. It's like really art house horror movies. And Men is in the art house. So like that movie X, which which the the longer I'm away from it, the more I I did enjoy it. Um, See, it makes me appreciate a movie like X more. X, some X did find a way to to have it was kind of like an art housey slasher, but like, but 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 again, I'm, I'm rambling. Men, it's not Camp Good Boy Wreck of the Week. It just isn't. I, like, it, it. I don't. I was just. I there was nothing. You know what it is? I just didn't care. And when I don't care, f- just forget about it. Uh, if if I don't care, it's it's this movie. The movie stands no chance, even if it's like a great movie. And I think that was my problem with The Witch. I just like didn't care. See, like Midsummer, I kind of cared. I was like invested in this like bonkers fucking thing that was going on. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. I just I didn't care watching Men, and I if I had seen it in the th- I, I wanted to give it a chance just to see where it was going. But if I had seen it in the theater, I would have walked out. Um, it was just. It was it was it was just kind of a dir- it wasn't like a director jerk off it was like a director like like dick rub <laughs> um, and I got no I got no tolerance for director jerk offs when it's just very self indulgent uh, and yeah that that's men for you you can see it if you want but uh, don't tell them Camp Good Boy sent you uh, or tell them Camp Good Boy sent you but that it wasn't the wreck of the week <laughs> make sure you're crystal clear on that because they want to know uh, <laughs> God you know what I don't really like so I really love this song i really like this guy uh mayor hawthorne um um i don't know if you know let me just pull up he's like it's this it's almost like um it's he's like doing i'm trying to think like what his music is there's some songs he does that remind me of like steely dan it's like it's just like soft rock it's like modern soft rock um Steely Dan is, is far superior to this guy. So I like this guy, Mayor Hawthorne. But something I don't like, if there's a curse word, especially fuck or shit, but mainly fuck, that isn't in a, uh, that isn't in a, um, a rap song or like a hard like metal song, like a Pantera song, I, I can't do it. I, like, I can't do swear words in, in songs like this, okay? So, I, I forget where in the song it is, but, um... I think it's coming up here. <laughs> One second. 
It's coming. I know it's coming. It's coming up, I promise. Okay, where is it? It's coming. Yeah, no, no. Elect the other mayor. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was listening to it while I was driving the other day. I'm like, dude, no, it's so. It when when there's a swear word in like a, my skin was fucking like crawling like DiCaprio when he takes the lewds in Wolf of Wall Street and he's trying to crawl to his Lamborghini, like it was the I, I like. Rap songs and heavy metal songs are the only p- just, uh, musicians that should be swearing in their songs. You can't swear. I'm trying to think to like, see like Pink, Pink even Pink Floyd swears in money. And even that's kind of like, ah, but it, it's shit. Like shit's fine. Like you can't say fuck in a song with a, with it's like this. Because it's just like, dude, what are you doing, mayor? Uh, <laughs> impeach him. I it, I can't, uh, it, it, I was it was very cringy. Um, I, so yeah, I think I I, think I wrote down uh, fuck in songs that aren't rap songs. I mean, like like in in rap and hip hop, it just it just flows much better. And then in in like a metal song, like a Pantera song, or like I'm sure Slayer swears in in some of their songs if you can even understand what they're saying, or like Tool, like they can get away with it because there's just an edge to it. But like a word like fuck in a song that <laughs> sounds like this. This is like a song you listen to at like at like a beach party or at like um I don't know, where do you listen to this song? Because it's not like it yeah, you could listen to it on a yacht. Um just as long as you listen to a Michael McDonald song afterwards. But uh yeah, I was like Mayor. I do like Mayor Hawthorne a lot, but not um not like yeah he talked more about high heels and like your baby than uh than saying fuck in that song you just can't you can't do it um let's get into our sponsor guys goat soap uh week two of the goat soap sponsor i'm telling you guys get on this um i like i'm telling you get on it uh this stuff is the best i love it um goat soap is full of vitamins and minerals essential to great skin and health what's that what is regular soap vitamins added are often synthetically derived and measured out to a recipe gross you know you have this like long recipe i bet it's like one of those recipes that you find on the internet for like kitchen chicken cacciatore and the the the, to get to the actual recipe it's like fucking super long um uh, you have like a story, like a backstory of like somebody's grandmother. It, it, it's 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 fucking long. It's it's bullshit. It sucks. You want goat soap? Um, natural goat milk, safe ingredients, small batch, handcrafted, made in the USA, cruelty free. It leaves your skin so smooth. I can't stress that enough. Like I've used Dove, I've used Dial, I've used Lever. What was it? Lever three thousand. I've used Zest. You know, you're not fully clean unless you're Zest fully clean. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not fully clean until you use the greatest soap of all time, which is goat soap. Which you got to get on it. We have a new discount. It's Camp Twenty. You're now getting twenty percent off. And I got some. Uh, I got some fake news from the goat soap uh, uh, team. So it's if you get three or more bars of soap, you get free shipping. So sorry, we're still getting the. Uh, we're still getting all the details ironed out. But three three bars of soap or more, free shipping. It's now Camp Two Zero. 20% off for this for the best cleanest soap that's going to leave you sparkling shiny you're going to love this I'm telling you you're going to love it family owned 
the, the it's it's made in Montana. Like your soap is made in Montana. Doesn't that just sound great? Like it, Yellowstone's not the only good thing coming out of Montana. It's also goat soap. Like you are going to love it. I love it. I like look. I look forward to taking a shower because I got my bar of goat soap waiting for me, and I just used the lavender because I was using the lemongrass. Lavender. I'm literally like watching TV after I take a shower, just smelling my arm. Like that's how good the soap is. I can't take your body wash throw it away, take your dove, release the dove out into the world and get that goat soap into your shower or onto your dish soap on your sink. I'm telling you, it's good shit. I'm going to keep repping it and you guys are going to be, you're missing out. Get that goat soap. Um, the thing is packed with vitamins. It's packed with just clean ingredients and yep, you're going to love it. You're going to, you're going to, it's just, you know, you wouldn't eat harmful chemicals. So why would you bathe in them? Yeah, all right, mic drop. <laughs> Case closed. Uh, so yes, go to goatsoap.com, G-O-A-T-S-O-A-P.com. Type in Camp 20 at checkout for 20% off. And three bars or more, you get free shipping. So I'm telling you guys, I'm just going to keep badgering you. I'm going to keep badgering you about it. Um, so yeah, shout out to our goat soap. And uh, let's get into some shout outs. Here we go. I got them written down. And uh, one sec. All right, here we go. Got some shout outs, and I got them. I got them. I got the pictures this time. Here we go. Hey, shout out the Telltale meme. Shout out. Good page, good follower, good camper, and yeah, funny, funny memes over there. Hey, shout out Hypocrisy Mask. Shout out. Hey, shout out all those yesterdays. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Heavy Magic. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Botanica Wild. Big shout out. Um, hey, shout out Skeezy B. Big shout out. Uh, and the last one, shout out BC Horror. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. BC Horror, uh, did you see men? Because I feel like your page is a lot of, is a lot of very horror-related content. Um, shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening, if you are listening. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm rewatching The Sopranos right now, and I'm fucking loving it. Uh, that show. Oh my god! Wait, no. Okay, okay. I saw Reservoir Dogs at the New Beverly, as you saw on my. So I had seen Reservoir Dogs. I was just joking about that meme, obviously. That fucking movie. My lord. I mean, when I really look at like how I write movie dialogue and how like Brandon wrote movie dialogue and how we both wrote it together, I mean, it kind. Of, well, obviously, we're not the only fucking writers that that were you know inspired by tarantino but i mean reservoir dogs in more so than his other stuff reservoir dogs and pulp fiction more so more so than like the 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 newer stuff fuck i i like it's to the point where i'm actually self-conscious about it sometimes because i'm like wait i don't want to be and i don't emulate tarantino but i do love writing dialogue especially like the stuff in reservoir dogs that movie it's not it's not perfect i mean it's a very like i forgot how like just nihilistic that movie i mean they all die and then it just ends and then cue the harry nilson coconut but that movie my fucking god is that movie good uh, it's okay it's so good uh if, from a dialogue standpoint i mean the movie is great but the dialogue is just so goddamn sharp i'm not telling you anything you don't already know but if you get a chance to see it especially on a big screen i mean 
fuck that that's an example of a movie where when you see it on the big screen it just kind of hits you in a different way and i feel like if i worked in this industry when that movie came out and i would have just been like holy shit um same thing with freeway okay so there's this movie freeway that i'd never seen uh from like 96 it's one of reese witherspoon's first movies and freeway is a great movie if you've never seen freeway i i highly recommend it um it's one of reese witherspoon's first movies and it's funny so it was recommended to me by a friend and i watched it and i wish that i could have watched that movie before i ever knew who reese witherspoon was because as soon as reese reese witherspoon comes on the screen you're just like oh she's a bigger movie star than everybody else in this movie like like just a, a, a just a force of nature, and I know that because I know who Reese Witherspoon is. But I also know that because like she's just a she's just a, a powerhouse. I mean, and I don't love Reese Witherspoon, but I do know like Reese Witherspoon is talented and has been in some great shit, and is just she's a movie star. Uh, and you, I mean, I, I I do wish that I'd seen that before I saw her in anything. It would have been the same thing. I remember when I first saw Britney Spears hit me baby one more time. I'm like, aside from the fact that I thought she was hot, it was also like, this girl is about, is going to be massive. Like I remember seeing, I saw it as, as soon as she popped up in that fucking video. And I remember I told my friends and they were just like, really? I'm like a hundred percent. I've been right on two things. I knew that entourage would be big and I knew that Britney Spears would be big. Uh, so I should be running this town. And I even had a friend that'd be like, really? You think it's, I just, I, I don't know. I could tell. So like no one else knew that just me. Um, I'm here to state that. I'm here to state that case. I, I was the only one that knew that. Um, and, and, and when I saw uh, Reese Witherspoon last night in Freeway, I'm like, I got it. I just would, I would have loved to have seen this movie before I knew what she was in because I'm trying to think. I think the first time I saw Reese Witherspoon was 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 Fear. I feel like Fear was when the like on a on a mask level was when we first saw who she was, and even then I was just like, oh yeah, but in Freeway it's even bigger. Like she's just she she carries that movie, and I don't even know how old she is, but I mean she's just smoking everybody, and I mean Kiefer Sutherland's in that movie. Like she's just taking everybody to school, and it's just like, all right, I guess we found our movie star here. Um, that it's not a great movie it's a good movie i wouldn't say it's great it's good and fun and it's really it's dark but it's like fun um i i forget i i never heard of the guy that directed it but that yeah if you haven't seen it that's that's a that's a i wouldn't say it's camp good boy wreck of the week it's uh it's a, you should watch it um the un, the manti teo is the wreck of the week um and i don't know what the hell's going on in this movie which i've forgotten the name of the outlaw of gore i mean <laughs> now he's with this little person what who is this actor too this is wow and and they're still going with the oh yeah because that's a real skeleton um this movie's maybe they did film this in the middle east i don't know or maybe it's like in arizona or something i don't know this movie it's like a conan the bar i don't know i don't know what this ripoff is because like mac and me was an et ripoff uh what i watched last week the rift was a maybe this is like a willow ripoff because he's with a little person right now i'm being very uh aware that i because you want to say not little person is it the m word um Maybe this is like a Willow ripoff, which I never thought I'd ever say those words. 
Um, so where are we at? Um, okay, shit. I forgot I had a phone call that I just missed. And so <laughs> that's very unprofessional of me. Um, I, uh, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, stay safe out there. Last week of August coming up, and we're about to hit September, and uh, summer camp will be over, but then fall camp starts. Uh, fall camp, good boys, open year-round. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week, and yeah, talk to you next week. Later, guys.